right, guys and girls, this is Steve Bowser from the Underground Playground podcast with my co-host and buddy, Mike Manning, coming out of, we're gonna, I'm going to let him introduce you guys. <laughs> so anyway, here we are, man. we got a special guest today, brother. This is uh, really exciting for us. This is uh, a friend of mine. His name is uh, Chris Henderson. And uh, if you haven't figured it out from the music in the background, he is the lead guitar player for the rock band Three Doors Down. Kind of funny, one of my favorite groups. And uh, we'll get into it once Chris joins our podcast. But basically, uh, I met Chris because he walked into my gym uh, probably a couple years ago and had no idea who the guy was. Him and his wife stopped in. And, um, you know, again, we're going to get into that story, but Chris didn't even tell me who he was. And I found out later on who he was because he left a nice review on my page. So um, let me introduce my co-host, Mike Manning. Mike, take it from there, buddy. Introduce yourself. And uh, we're going to have Chris on here shortly. Thanks, Steve. I'm super excited to get to talk with Chris Henderson. He's uh, just like Steve, one of my favorite bands. Awesome music. I've been following them for a long time. Uh, recently, I didn't know it, but found out that he uh, does CrossFit and he's been Olympic weightlifting and he's, he's really working hard on his fitness. And I'm really super pumped to kind of find out how all that's working out for him. Yeah, definitely, man. It's, uh, it's going to be a, a fun time. Chris is, a, Chris is actually a, a character, man. He's fun to, fun to chat with. I've kept in touch with him. Um, over the course of the last couple of years, even though he lives out of Tennessee. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to get him on here shortly and uh, it's going to be a good time. We're going to do some chatting about all kinds of uh, stuff, the history he has with fitness, with uh, obviously traveling in a rock band and how he uh, kind of found CrossFit and how he's keeping in shape. Yeah, he's, and I think he went to Navy dive school as well. So he talks a lot about, you know, how that, that discipline that he learned in the military helped him, you know, uh, whip himself into shape, even with his crazy, hectic lifestyle, right? And then uh, also some of the stuff that we're going to talk to him about is uh, his his charity, I think, the Better Life Foundation. We're going to ask him about that and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that we have on tap, but we're going to have a great conversation. Definitely. All right, we're going to be uh, coming back to you in a second here. We're going to throw you on pause, and once he jumps online, we're going to continue on. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce Chris Henderson of the band Three Doors Down. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Awesome. Right. Awesome. It's great to have you on, bro. We just want to talk about some different things. I know you're, uh, you know, you got involved in uh, fitness and CrossFit. You're very inspirational where you've, where you've come from. So, um, you know, how I met Chris, I think it was probably about two years ago, Chris. Your wife actually stopped in my gym down here at uh, the playground gym down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And uh, she did a session, and uh, and then what happened is she, I believe she came back, and you came with her that time. Uh, yep. I believe that's the first time I, I met you. And the and the funny thing is, I had no idea who you were. You never you never made mention who you were, and 
I was kind of laughing because at that time, I don't know if that's when you first started doing CrossFit or you're relatively new at it. And your wife was pretty decent, but I always, I laugh because I remember you and I'm like, uh, oh man, this guy's got some issues, man. We got to try to help this guy out. <laughs> and I think, I think it was overhead squats and something else. And uh, it was snatch. It was definitely snatch. Yeah. And, uh, and anyway, it was kind of cool. We, we, we kind of worked with you a little bit. And I remember, uh, I had no clue who you were, but I remember saying to you, look, if you want to get really good at this CrossFit thing, you should actually find a good Olympic weightlifting coach up by where you live and maybe do some weightlifting. And that's going to carry over into the CrossFit thing. And um, <laughs> like the next day or whatever it was, I seen a, there was a uh, five-star rating on our, on our, on our page. And it was, it was signed. It was with your name from three doors down. And I'm like, what the fuck is this, man? Is somebody punking me or something? Is somebody joking around? And then I realized, holy shit, that dude was Chris Henderson from Three Doors Down, one of my fucking favorite bands, man. Because I listen to rock, dude. I don't listen to this new shit that they listen to. But, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how we met, man. And uh, so kind of tell us, you know, how did you uh, – how did you get into CrossFit? How did you start, you know, how did you find it? How did you get into it? And then we'll go from there. All right. Well, I mean, for me, I think just <clears throat> I was always trying to get in shape my whole life, except, you know, there's this one really dark period of my life when the band was really successful where I just kind of fell off the, you know, fell off that whole, you know, any sort of fitness mindset and just went down the dark side. And I spent uh, about four or five years over there and, uh, you know, but I, I went and got clean. And, and when I got clean, I decided that I wanted to get in shape. And so, you know, what do, what do people who want to get in shape do? They join the gym. So I joined the Gold's gym or whatever. And the next thing you know, I'm, I'm doing curls in the mirror for yeah. a week. And then I don't go back for six weeks. And then I'm in there again. And now I'm the treadmill in it, you know, four times a day and, and, and not seeing any results. And, uh, you know, I was doing some work at my house and I had a, a friend of mine help me. And his brother came over, and every day that guy came here, he had a different CrossFit shirt on from a different Heidi from a Buzzer, different place. Buzzer, or... <laughs> <Good> yep. <one. laughs> Sorry, <laughs> keep going, Chris. <laughs> All right, and uh, and the dude was he was jacked, you know. And and I was tr trying to get into fitness, and I was like, man, what is this CrossFit thing? And he's like, I can't really explain it to you. If you just want, if you want to go with me tomorrow morning, you can drop in my gym. And uh, that was three years ago, and I've done six days a week since that day. Um, I haven't, I haven't, I've never looked back. I've lost over, oh man, 107 pounds of fat and gained about 25 to 30 back in muscle. So I'm about 185 now. I went down to about 160. Uh, so I was, you know, was distance running and trying to, you know, just went crazy with the whole fitness thing. Once I started seeing results, but I've backed off, I've backed off of the running thing and it's all CrossFit now because of just. I can run faster and farther than I ever could before just distance running because of the weight training and all that stuff. But, you know, like, like you were talking about before, Steve, it's, it's, it's been such a, such a gigantic learning curve. And when I started this CrossFit thing, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. Yeah. You know, the I mobility had, issues. Yeah. The mobility. Well, I had, all the mobility was just I couldn't, I couldn't get in a squat position to save my life. And uh, if I snatched, it was with a rounded back. So I was yeah. hurt. Con I was hurt constantly, knees aching, elbows, especially my elbows were killing me. And yeah. uh, I just thought, you know, it was too late in the game and uh, it was a young man's game. And, uh, you know, when, when you suggested I take I take some Olympic lifting classes, I, I went to an Olympic lifting coach here in Nashville and he basically said, quit lifting, start doing mobility, do mobility for two weeks 
and then come back in here and we'll start lifting. And uh, my Great first advice. session, it, well, it, it worked. My first yeah. session, I was able to get in a squat position for the first time yeah. my whole life. I was able to snatch and, you know. What did you do? What did you do in that two weeks for mobility? Did you like find a program online or did, were you just like stretching on your own or did the coach give you stuff to do? He gave me a few things to do. They really like to really hurt a lot. And, uh, and I couldn't, you know, being new to it, I couldn't really stick with, I couldn't stick with the program. But the one thing that really helped me was the couch stretch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I realized that the left side of my body from my left shoulder all the way to my left ankle is just completely jacked and tight. And uh, yeah. so when I get in that couch stretch, I do the couch stretch. And then right after that, I do, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but you know, you kind of, you, you put your, your left knee down and you just, you just kind of stretch your, your, your hip out, put your hands yeah. over your head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Geronimo or whatever. Samson yeah. stretch. Samson stretch. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I've been, I've been doing that every day. I do it two minutes at a clip every single day and, uh, mm. and just add things from the internet, from other, you know, when you drop into all these different CrossFit places, you get these coaches, man, and each one of them has a different exercise for you yeah. to try. Yeah. And you just find what works for you. Fill yeah, up your exactly. toolbox, right? Fill yeah. Up yeah, yeah. Do you That's think, uh, I mean, you obviously must play a whole lot of guitar, right? So that position that you're in, do you, you said your whole left side was tight. Do you suppose that maybe that's from being over your guitar all the time or, or maybe working on your house? I know you're doing some home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely from playing the guitar and being in that, you know, looking over my left, looking over my left shoulder, you know, all the time playing guitar for years and yeah. years and years. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super conscious about it now. So if someone would have saw me play two years ago, they would notice the tightness. And if they see me play now, they see, they would maybe see me actually trying to, to play with a straight back and a neutral spine mm -hmm. and different things yeah. I'm learning in CrossFit. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's huge, man. I mean, you know, cause, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't, uh, they aren't aware of that stuff. They're not educated on that. And, and what happens is if they don't have a solid coach that basically says to them, listen, stop right there, work on your movement, your movement patterns and your, and your mobility, because what happens is a lot of people, they just want to get to the sexy stuff. They just want to get to the lifts. They just want to get in there and compete against everybody in the class and then before you know it, man, they're visiting Snap City and then they're out, you know, they're, they're out, out for months, you know, it could be weeks, could be months. And, and, you know, luckily I think uh, CrossFit's come a long way where a lot of these coaches are now aware of that. And there's different tools out there like mobility wad and ROM wad and all that stuff where it makes it easy, man. All you got to do is just click a button, play the video for your members and say, Hey, after the class, I want everybody to do this 15 or 20 minute session and work on that, you know, work on that after the class. And that's what we do a lot of. We actually do a lot of mobility before the class, you know, not enough, not a lot, enough to get you in the right movement patterns when you're going to do different movements. But yeah, that's so important. And listen, that's gold, what you just said right there, you know, and that's awesome that you had a good experience because I think a lot of people quit. You know, a lot of people feel like that. They feel like, just like you said, this is a young man's game. It's not for me. And they give up. And then they badmouth it. They're like, yeah, screw that. That CrossFit thing is not good. It's not for me. But you didn't, you know, because you you actually were fortunate enough to meet me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but and not, real seriously, you're not, you're yeah, you're you were the type that actually was I, I said to Mike earlier, you're very coachable and um, that's very important no matter what level you're at. And now I see you're competing, you're having a good time, you actually got 
the the lead singer from your band was it him that you competed with or was it uh, another the, guy the bass player the bass player yeah mm -hmm. so now you got the other guys you know and that that's awesome man you I know? wonder I wonder Chris how how is that uh you know the the rock the so-called rock and roll lifestyle and everything and you know um my first exposure to my first fit like rock star was uh, I actually went to um uh, Woodstock too, and saw Henry Rollins on stage, and that dude was jacked, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So how, how is it, you know, like you're you're seeking a fitness, lifting weights, going to CrossFit? How's that received in the, you know, in the in the industry and in the groups that you that you go with? Well, you know, it's funny is um, uh, a lot of people in rock and roll, especially when they first get in it, it's a you know, it's party all day and all night and drink, drink, drink and drug, drug, drug and just, you know, no fitness at all. But, you know, I'm, I'm 46 years old and uh, I've been doing this uh, rock and roll now for uh, almost 20 years, pretty much straight. Well, actually 21, if you want to count the two years prior to being signed with this band, um, a lot's changed. So, you know, Brad, our singer doesn't drink anymore. No one in the band drinks. There's three or four guys going to the gym every day. It's uh you know, we're eating chicken and broccoli on the bus and uh, <clears throat> counting, counting macros and, uh, and, yeah. and, you know, drinking eight bottles of water a day and, and timing mm. our sleep patterns. It's really, it's really a different world than it was. And I, and I want to say that um, it has a lot to do with CrossFit because these guys saw this change in me and they saw mm. how fast it was happening. And they were like, wow, yeah. you know, get on board yeah, or get left behind. Yeah, I mean, that's like, you, I mean, if you think about it, like pro athletes, musicians, um, people like, you know, the, the career is historically short and fraught with hazards, right? Yeah. So, you know, so like, and, and, go, you know, going down that slippery slope, but you seem to, you know, found the, that fitness and CrossFit and, and then eating right and all that stuff leads to a chain. It's infectious The you know, people around other people do what other people do. So yeah, it's pretty cool that your bandmates and other people are into it too. Especially when it, they see a physical, when they see the physical, uh, you know, changes in you and it's motivating, then they obviously they want to know, what are you doing, dude? Right. You know, and I think it all started with our singer, Brad, our lead singer, man. He, um, he's jacked and he, he's one of those guys that, um, you know, he goes to the gym for two hours a day. He eats what he wants to eat, but he keeps it in perspective. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's got, he's got great genes, so he's in great shape. He doesn't have to work as hard. Like me, I got to go three hours a day. I got to write stuff down. I got to, you know, I got to prepare meals a week in advance. I mean, I got to do it like, like, like it's supposed to be done or, or I'll gain 15 pounds. So, yeah. yeah. Well, now, Brad let me ask. A, oh, I'm sorry. He was, a, he was a drummer. So those guys are jacked all the time anyway. Wasn't he the drummer? Yeah. Singer for a he, while? Was, he was a drummer. Yeah. Those guys are always jacked. Drummers. Chris, to be, to, be, to be on that stage for, for as long as you are and, and jamming as long as you are, I mean, is it, is it like this is what I was – this is what I read, you know, um, is it more or less like you, you have to mentally and physically prep yourself before you get on that stage. you got to do like a warm up. you got to stretch out. You got to actually, it's because you're up there and that's a lot of, you're killing yourself, man. You're, that's a lot of physical activity. I mean, do you kind of feel like, uh, you know, like when you're younger, you could probably get away with it, but now yep. as you get a little older, you can't, you know, it, it starts wearing you down and, you know, you see some of these, even these younger, these younger uh, band members, they actually even start missing concerts at times. And you're like, oh, what's going on? You know, you don't really know what's going on because they don't really tell you. But do you think uh, being more fit is actually helping you with your, your concerts or when you're on the road? Well, 1,000%. Um, you know, 
it's fun. You know, CrossFit is functional movement and CrossFit and play and rock and roll on stage are, are almost one and the same. I mean, I'm not talking about like yeah. overhead snatches and things, but you know, bending at the knees and, and keeping a, a neutral spine when you got a 15 pound guitar on you. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, and, and doing it at, at, uh, at, at almost full speed, you know, you have to, uh, you have to be in shape to do that movement. And, you know, I was always hurt. My knees were killing me, my back, my neck, and I was taking pills, going to the doctor, chiropractors, you know, mm-hmm. laying in bed all day, just, you know, getting shots to go on stage at night. And, uh, you know, since I've been doing CrossFit, I spend 45 minutes before the show doing a warm-up with a foam roller and a lacrosse ball. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, and, yeah. and I can go up there, and I feel like a, I feel like a, a spaghetti noodle when I get on yeah. stage, man. Yeah, that's awesome, you, man. You, you know, talk about the, those injuries, right, with uh, being prescribed pills and stuff. Um, you know, I know that, that that's been a history in, in your band, not just yours, but a lot of bands. Did sure. You, do, you, do you see that a lot? You know, guys are hurt. They're working so – you're basically an occupational athlete, right? You're up on stage performing high yep. energy, and next thing you know, guys have got back problems and knee problems, and, they're, and then they're going to the doctor who's willing to give them, you know. So can you speak to that at all? Absolutely. I mean, everybody uh, that, that I know in the rock and roll industry has had some sort of, uh, you know, uh, some, some sort of sports medicine shot before a show at least once, twice, maybe three times a week, some, some sort of thing to get you on stage at night, be it a B12 shot, you know, something as innocent as that, or, you know, all the way up to morphine. I mean, I've seen it happen. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's, it's strings. I'm not going to say it has anything to do with, uh, with the drug problem in, in rock and roll because, I mean, that, it doesn't. It's all, it, it is what it is. You get there on your own by making decisions and, and, and doing things. But, uh, but it becomes about the show. And, uh, and then it becomes about, uh, you know, unfortunately, it becomes about just kind of feeling good and trying to get through it after a while. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a slippery slope, and I've seen it ruin a lot of bands. I've seen it ruin a lot of lives individually. And, uh, you know, my band in particular have had some, some pretty, uh, some pretty uh, unfortunate incidents from drugs and alcohol. And, uh, you know, yeah. you just got to keep going, man. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it almost reminds me, like what you're saying, like now you're more health conscious and things are a little bit different. Like you're talking about being on the road and now you guys are actually paying attention to, to your nutrition. Nobody's drinking, nobody's smoking. Man, I remember when I first became a police officer, they had ashtrays in briefing. The guys mm-hmm. would be smoking cigarettes, doing briefing. Every night was, you know, everybody, it's called choir practice. We're all going out drinking beers. You know, and then it seems, you know, like all these guys that end up retiring after 25, 30 years, two years, they're dead, man. They retire yeah. and then they're dead in two years. You know what I'm saying? Because of all mm-hmm. that hard living, you know, now you see a lot of these kids. I don't really see too many of these young officers smoking cigarettes, which is a huge plus. You know, a lot of them do. Well, yeah, some, I wouldn't even say a lot, but some of them do functional fitness instead of just doing curls in the mirror. So that's kind of cool. Um, but you know, I think the biggest thing is just the not smoking, paying a little bit more attention to, to nutrition and that, and then you see a lot of these police officers now, they're in a little bit more better shape than what they used to be in the past, you know? So it just kind of reminds me of what, you're you know, a lot of them, a lot of them, a lot of those guys are, are doing a, a lot of functional fitness. I say there's a the CrossFit gym I'm at here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. There's like five or six cops that are better, you know, come between eight and nine in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a decent amount. There's a decent yeah. amount. There could be a lot more. I, you know, I, listen, yeah. I own a gym, and I'll say that. I'll say this. 
we do have our share of police officers, but I'll tell you what, them damn firefighters, man, they, they, yeah. they do it a lot, a lot more of them guys. Well, they, they work like two days a month. So, you know, they got the time. Bastards. We're jealous. <laughs> Chris, you were, you, you did, uh, you were in the Navy and in, in the yep. CDs and a diver. And uh, so I know you mentioned that, you know, part of your ability to kind of get yourself out of that dark place, as you call it, was, that discipline and work ethic that you learn. And I know you're a big giant supporter and you and the rest of the band of the veteran community and the, and the military did that, that, that work ethic and that discipline and attention to detail. Is that one of the things you attribute to helping you get yourself back in shape? Yeah, you know, I really do. I couldn't have done it. I, I couldn't have done what I've done with CrossFit and uh, you know, my personal life without those years in the military and uh, the structure that I learned there because, you know, I'm from Mississippi where I wasn't, I wasn't taught to eat properly. I wasn't taught to do anything properly. Just, you know, kind of lived by the seat of my pants. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been able to, uh, you know, I guess kind of by myself, just by talking to other people who have done what I'm trying to do, learn a little bit from each person and kind of put together this puzzle of, and a roadmap of where I want to be, you know, and, and what I want to do with myself. And uh, I wouldn't have been able to do that without learning how to do that in the military. You know, yeah, that, for sure. You, you still keep in touch with uh, some of your friends from from uh, from the Navy, right? I do. After twenty, after twenty five, twenty six years, I'm still. You know, it's like it's like hanging around with them again. We don't drink as much as we used to, but <laughs> you know, but it's 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 really cool. CrossFit has a. You know, that's pretty much how it started. It, it caught its uh, in its infancy. It really caught on big time with the military, firefighter, and police community. So. You know, there, yeah. there's an element, you know, the people that go into those occupations are kind of attracted to this kind of workout, too. So that's yeah. really awesome to hear. And from what I understand, um, you know, Greg Glassman actually was training uh, the police department. And uh, what ended up happening is uh, their wives started coming in and seeing what was going on. And then they started getting involved. And that's kind of similar to you, Chris. Your wife actually is the first one I met. And right? uh, she was training. She's training pretty hard. And uh, she actually got to be friends with my wife, Heidi, and I guess they chat once in a while or she sent some videos or she was in the past. But, um, and I noticed that uh, you got your daughter uh, doing some uh, Olympic lifting or that's weightlifting cool. training. Is that, is that right? Is she still at it or? Yep, um, yep. That's awesome, man. That's, that's huge. That's good that like the family can stay, you know, have, a, have an interest in and in have a hobby that's, uh, you know, uh, healthy like that, you know? So cool. Um, yeah. Tell me your, uh, I mean, what's your thoughts on, you know, the CrossFit gyms that you have belonged to or visited it, you know, tell, like, what's your experience? Because, you know, that's one of the things that we like to talk to and a lot of these other affiliate owners like to hear about is the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, did, did you have good experiences? Did you have, you know, you don't have to name names, but did you, did you stay with the same gym? Did you leave for certain reasons and find a better one? I know you gave a plug in the beginning that you said, listen, all these trainers have different things that you can, they throw at you and you just pick what works best for you. So mm -hmm. give us your, uh, give us your rundown on your experience with the various CrossFit gyms that you've been to. Um, I've been to a bunch. I've been to a several, all, I've been to CrossFit gyms all over the planet, man. Um, yeah. You know, Japan and Switzerland and, and Denmark. And it's, it's really been, it's really been quite the experience. And I think that, you know, my home gym where I work out here is uh the the coaches there um 
are really super, uh, super in tune with CrossFit and with themselves. And they're really, really, really good at strong Olympic lifting, strong coaching background. And they really care about, um, they really care about the athletes getting better. And mm -hmm. it, it, which is really cool. Cause you know, you go to some gyms where it really kind of depends on the clientele. Like, uh, for instance, without saying any names, there's a couple gyms around, around Palm beach, Florida, you know, where they got the, the kind of the, uh, um, you know, like an upper, upper class clientele, so to speak. And, yeah. you know, they don't really Olympic lift in those places as much as you might, right. uh, you know, at, like CrossFit Tulsa, you know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. And, uh, yeah. and, and, you know, I think that, uh, I think lifting, um, is probably a 75% of the success of good CrossFitters. You have to lift, you have to do Olympic lifting. You have to get good at it. You have to train to do it. It's going to help you in every aspect of CrossFit. And uh, yeah. a lot of places just won't do it. Yeah. Cause you it's, know? it's not easy. You know, it's very difficult to teach people. And, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the coaches, uh, they're still learning themselves. Give us a, tell us who, where do you train at, man? Yeah. Let's give them a shout out. What's the name of the place that you train at? Uh, it's called CrossFit Hendersonville here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Oh, cool. And they actually, they actually had a, uh, uh, a regional team. Oh, that's awesome, man. Which, which is really good. I'm going uh, <clears> to, <throat> I got to, I got to plug my phone in real quick. It's starting to go dead. Hold on one second. Go for it, man. But, uh, you know, I started out there and then I ended up at another CrossFit gym because when I, when I started out there, um, it was really small. It was in mm -hmm. a, um, uh, it was in a, you know, a really small little building and it was cramped and hard to work out there and hard to learn for me. And yeah. so I ended up, I ended up at a bigger gym. Mm -hmm. And once I was at the bigger gym and, you know, with all the room and the weights and all that stuff, I realized that it wasn't so much about the space as it was the environment and the coaching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I ended up spending about six months at this other gym. And mm -hmm. uh, that's when me and you spoke, Steve, about Olympic lifting. You said, Hey, yeah. go get a coach. Yeah. So I, I went back, I got a coach. And when I did that, the coaches at that particular CrossFit gym got so mad at me uh, <laughs> and, and uh, Jessica for, uh, I guess they felt betrayed. And uh, I mean, basically pushed us out uh, really? of their, of their gym and, um, yeah. and of the, so any, anyways, it worked out great. I went back to CrossFit Hendersonville where I'm at now and uh, yeah. I'm really benefiting from, uh, from, from expert coaching there. Yeah. You, you know, know, listen, as, as a gym owner, <laughs> You know, we, we kind of, yeah, you know, like when you, when you have people that leave, you know, and Mike could probably speak about this too, it, it, it feels like you fail, you know, like it, it, it's, it hasn't really happened to me very often other than just like having like personality issues with a couple people, but I've, I've been lucky enough to, to educate myself enough to know how to be a solid coach. Sure. Um, most of the people, if they leave, it's for logistics reasons, if they move away or if it's more convenient for another training facility. But, um, you know, I can't say, like, from experience, it, it is kind of hurtful in a way. Like, you, not necessarily, like, you don't really – I didn't really care about the money issue, but it was like, man, did I fail this person? What did I do wrong? I want to know. So I would try to reach out to that person and say, hey, what can I do to make myself better? What can I – you know, and usually it's been a good conversation. Um, you know, but you kind of like I get I build relationships with all my members. So you kind of get attached to them as well. Like I it's it's kind of a weird thing. Like you actually uh, kind of develop like that, like a second family with them. And Mike, you could probably elaborate a little bit on that as well. Well, yeah, that's what, you know, what Chris was saying, you know, about how he's been to all these gyms and, you know, he learns something everywhere that he goes and he found himself. You Like, right, Chris, you're back at CrossFit Hendersonville now. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure you have a relationship there with your coaches one way or another. Well, you know, when you, when you think about that relationship with your coach and your gym and the other people in your gym, how, how would you describe that? Like what you're looking for, what works and, and what you would have other people look for when they're looking for a gym like you're looking for? I would say for me personally, what really, what I look for and, and what I've really responded to is a coach that sees the potential in an athlete and encourages them to reach that potential, whether or not it means, you know, dropping their class and, and doing something on the side with maybe another coach, you know, or, and, 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 you know, and encouraging that kind of development, man, because, because you can't learn to, uh, and this is just my opinion, I could be wrong, but I don't feel like I can learn to, to properly snatch, clean and jerk, and, you know, do muscle-ups and things like that in an hour class. And waiting for double-unders just to come up in programming, I'm never going to get good at them. I, I need to, I need to work, on my th work on the things that are hard, and uh, I need more than an hour. And I need, a, you know, so I need, sometimes I need a little bit more than a class full of 30 people. And, and a coach to recognize that and to bring that to my attention, it, you know, which is exactly what happened to me at CrossFit Hendersonville. Same thing happened to me with Steven, you know, it, yeah. It just, it's, it was awesome. It was great, a, a great of, experience. Uh, a lot of uh, gym owners and coaches get, uh, they get married to their own programming and their own style. And, uh, you know, they think it's like my way or the highway. And, you know, hey, what's wrong? Why do, why do you want to do this? My programming is great. But, you know, what we found over the years is, you know, there is no one size fits all. And for a coach to be able to recognize that, you know, <clears throat> an athlete or a client needs maybe some outside help or needs some extra time or extra attention. A lot of gyms are going to that model now where people are sure. doing individual design programming. They're doing specialty classes or open, you know, coached open gym where they're working on their weaknesses on the side. And I think that's a great point that you bring up because there are still a lot of gyms that, you know, the owner or the coach is so married to their programming that if you ask to do that, or if you even suggest that you wanted to do it, they would take it as an insult. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it personally. I've personally seen it happen as an insult. Yeah. You know, the thing is, a lot of these coaches, they don't recognize there's a lot of resources out there to help them. Okay. Like I'll give an example. Um, I will actually, I actually subscribe to the Barbell Wad with Dave Spitz out of California Strength, Cal Strength, and mm -hmm. the Skill Wad with Dusty Highland, which is all gymnastics movements. So it's like $15 a month or something. It's like silly where I can look and see different types of movements and different videos. So I make sure that when, when I program my workouts throughout the week, I make sure at least two or three days we have time to do a little bit of skill work, whether it's a handstand push-up or, you know, double unders or muscle-up progressions. And I think a lot of these um, facilities, for, they forget to do that. And then what happens yeah. is people start getting left behind, you know, and they're not doing a – pull up for two years and because they haven't developed that strength yet you know what I mean yep. mm -hmm. and that's why there's it's so important to put in skill work and, and it's funny because I didn't realize that like my first five years in the game you know I mean I'm in it for 11 12 years now like the first five years there was no such thing as that that was like hey you get better at that shit on your own you were, you were I'll put the workout up yeah you were right. still doing main site programming right I didn't do main site program my entire life asshole Chris, Chris, so you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know we're talking about main site right? oh yeah yeah right it's, oh yeah I'm breaking I will, his, I'm breaking his balls I'll be the first to admit there's a lot of really 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 good workouts to pull off the main site and if you're, yeah, sure. if you're not 
if you're not doing that, then you got a huge hole in your game. But I just don't follow that template. Three days on, one day off. Well, I think that I think programming is an art form in its own right. You know what I mean? It's exactly. Like, you got to pay close attention to it, especially for yourself and your athletes. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that on the road, Chris? I mean, how 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 many days a year do you, would you say you try? You say you work out six days a week, or at least try to. <laughs> I um, do, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I hear it all the time from people. Oh, I don't have time, or you know, I I, I can only I can only make it this time of day. And but you have probably one of the world's busiest lifestyles, right? If you're when you're on the road, how do you keep up with it by visiting other gyms, or do you have equipment that you bring with you? No, I mean I have a I have a uh, an app that's called Find a Fit, and I reach out to CrossFit gyms. I reach out to five or six a week and uh, try to set a schedule. I try, it's like it's like meal prepping. I do CrossFit prep, you know, <laughs> and and that's and excellent. I send emails out and, and I bring my own programming with me. I went and got L1 certified so I so I could um, the, the reason I did that is so I could use that when I when I asked to, to drop into places because they're mm. always worried if I have experience, if I'm going to get hurt mm. or something like that. So I say, Hey, I'm L1 certified. At least they'll, you know, maybe give me a chance to work out in the corner. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, and I bring, uh, uh, my training with me. I use comp train. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah how do you find that? I mean, I, I know we, we have a, a different, we, we were actually talking about this before we, came on um as gym owners you know how do we let people just drop in and they're you know this is a big point of contention you know obviously we we want as many people to partake in what we're doing as possible but we also have a a responsibility to keep people safe and also not only that but for the clients that are in our gym that have been paying us for months and years that they're getting good coaching and we're not we don't have this new person in the class that's uh you know requiring all the attention so yep. getting your level one and doing that, this is a tip if, if, you, know, if you let a, a, a gym know that you have that and that you've been doing CrossFit for X amount of time and uh, asking if you could do, you know, when you say, I want to do my own programming, that's where the ego people get mad, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, you can't do that. Not, not only that, a lot of them don't have the facility set up for that, but that's a really good tactic. And I'm sure a lot of people listening now when they travel, you're basically doing wad prep <laughs> like Neil. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Yeah. 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 I've, uh, I've had people, I listen, I my you've been to my place, Chris, my place is big enough to, whereas if people want to come in and do their own thing, I don't care. Yeah. Um, as long as they don't interfere with the class. Um, I've never really had too many problems. I did have a few people come in doing their own program and just looked at them and thought to myself, oh, my God, man, you should not be doing that. You should be, you should be really backing off on, mm-hmm. on those, uh, you know, on the weight. And, you know, they're, they're trying to do legless rope climbs. They're almost falling. I'm like, what are you Ugh. doing? You know, it's, 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 it's kind of it's, – it's sad, but you know what? Sometimes they learn, sometimes they don't. But, you know, I, I like what you said, Chris. You went and got at least a level one now. And now you kind of got a little bit in, uh, you know, knowledge under your belt. I highly recommend that you get your level two. That's a, that's a game changer, bro. Okay. I, I really do gonna, like the level Are you going to be coaching, Chris, or are you, is it just for you? Well, right now it's just for me. I just really, like, honestly, I just wanted to be able to, to drop into <clears throat> gyms on the road and have, them, uh, and have them trust me a little bit to work out without thinking yeah. that I'm going to, you know. Because a, a lot of times they'll, they'll say, yeah, come do your own programming, but then you got the guy, he's on you the whole time, and you really yeah. can't work out. With yeah. the level one, they, with the level one, they just they typically will at least give me the benefit of the doubt, and, mm. and if I need some coaching, they'll give it to me, and I appreciate that. But you know, I just want you know. Yeah, 
So I wanted, cool. I wanted, well, I wanted to ask. You know, you've traveled around a lot, and uh, you know, you've been to a bunch of gyms all over the country. Um, are, is this you're, so? You're out playing uh, shows on the road, and you're dropping into these gyms. Is there one gym anywhere in the world that sticks out in your mind, or you were like, either A, holy shit, this is the most awesome gym I've ever seen in my life, or B, oh my god, I can't believe these people are even in business. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I've never seen one that I didn't, that I couldn't believe they were in business because the thing about CrossFit is, is it's all pretty good at some point. You know what I mean? And, and even, uh, ba even bad, it's pretty good, right? Even bad, it's pretty good. Like, uh, you know, I, I dropped into a place in Canada and uh, it was connected to a diesel shop. And so the whole time, <laughs> the whole time I'm doing thrusters, you know, this, this diesel exhaust is coming through the, the vent. And uh, it was, That's it hilarious. was one of the, it was a good, it was a good gym. And, uh, and, and I got a great workout and, and struck up a friendship with the guy who owned the place. And I've been working with him nutrition wise, you know, through the internet. And, uh, he's really helped me kind of dial in my macros. This guy's he's a great guy. Um, but you know, it's, it was one of those things. It was in a garage, but I got one of the best workouts of my life there. And then, uh, honestly, Steven's gym in, in, uh, down in Florida, man, is the biggest place I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, they've got a whole side for Olympic lifting. They've got the whole side for wad. And then they've got this back corner with, you know, all the balls and the weights. And, I mean, if you can't, if you can't get a workout there, something's wrong, you know. <laughs> and uh, so it's really – I mean, as far as CrossFit gyms go, I think uh, the playground's probably the biggest and best one I've seen. Well, you haven't seen mine yet, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Steve's is a little bit bigger, but we're not in a dick measuring contest. I yeah. won that one a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So you guys, uh, Three Doors Down, played the, uh, the inauguration this year. Yep, we did. did. Did you get a workout in there? You know, I, uh, you know as a matter of fact, I did. I dropped into uh, to a place in Virginia. That, the, the, morning of the, the morning of the performance, I sure did. Do you remember the name of it? Uh, I want to say it was um, Alexandria, Virginia. Alexandria. So, yeah, yeah, so it's CrossFit, CrossFit Alexandria. Is that that guy Jeff, Jeff Tutier's place? Or I can't uh, say his last name. I'm trying to remember. I know because I, I, I had a drop. A friend of mine used to go there all the time. Yeah. I actually yeah. I took my level one up there at Quantico. At, okay. Uh, yeah. right near there. And so there were a lot of people from that area. So t tell us though, Chris, about the inauguration. You were in the DC area and I know your, your band, you guys took a lot of flack on social media, you know, <laughs> for playing. Yeah. We did, man. I tell you what, it was, uh, it really, I don't know. You, it was a good thing. Even the, even the flack we took on social media, because one thing that I, that I believe in firmly is like, you got to stand up for what you believe in. You can't let people, especially on social media or anywhere, push you around. And uh, it just, it just doesn't seem right. And I mean, for, we've, we've been taking flack ever since I've been in this band. People bitch when we do good. They bitch when we do bad. They don't like it. We support the military. You know, they, they like it when, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and you know what? fuck them is, 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 is all I can say. And uh, we do what we want to do and that's the way it is. And we believed, you know, even before they asked us to play the inauguration, Brad and I sat down and he goes, if they ask us, we're going to play it. Hell yeah. yeah. And it was about four hours later, we got the call. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's great, man. You, are, you guys definitely deserve it. I mean, you guys support the military and, and veterans and everything and, and you do a lot of good charity work. So when you, when you got the call, did, did, uh, who called you secret service or like somebody <laughs> from, uh, from Trump's uh, team or who was it? 
it was somebody from Trump's team and they actually reached out to our manager and uh, you know, they just kind of, they were putting the feelers out because they, they didn't want it. You know how the media was spinning it. They were spinning it like they couldn't get anybody to perform yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That wasn't the, that wasn't the case. No, of the, course not. What, what the, what they were doing was they were putting feelers out to see, you know, who would play and who wouldn't. They already knew who they were going to ask. I mean, we were their first and last choice. And so was Toby Keith. I mean, they already knew it wasn't right. like they went down the list. We were the obvious choice. I mean, yeah, for yeah. them. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and we, and we did, we, we said yes to that weeks before they even announced it. You know what I mean? And people were up decision as a band. Yeah. Yeah. They were already talking about other people saying no. And I was like, well, uh, they haven't even, they never even asked in half these people. You know right. what I mean? Cause we, we were already on the books. So it is what it is. And, uh, uh, but I'm glad we did it. We took a lot of flack for it, which I knew we would. And, uh, you know, yeah, but you got, you got a lot of support because uh, your, uh, your album reemerged on the Billboard chart <laughs> the week after. You, yeah. you had been off the charts for a while, and you guys' album came right back on the charts the week yep. after the inauguration. Let me, let, me tell you, let me tell you how powerful the Trump bump is. This is the Trump bump. We put that record out in March of last year. It started, it debuted at like number 20, something like that. Went up to maybe 15, 12, never got in the top 10, never anywhere close to it. And then it just kind of started going away. We play the inauguration next day, number one, baby. Boom. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> the Trump so, bump. I love the it. Trump bump. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the Trump train. Did you yeah. guys did you guys meet get to meet the Donald or not this time, but we've met him before. Yeah, we met him before on the Today Show. He's a man, he's a super nice guy, super yeah. smart. And uh, you know, uh he's one of those guys where you meet him, you'll ne you you never really forget his personality. And uh yeah. he's a He's a really bright, you know, bright, strong personality kind of guy. I'm really glad he's a president. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. I, I really, I like it. And, that, you know, that's um, is what really intrigues me. You talk about military and veterans. And, you know, I wanted to know if you met him and, like, how you, uh, how you got invited and everything. And uh, I had a, a long time ago, I had a chance to meet um, Bush number one. And uh, I, I was a police officer at the time in Connecticut. And uh, they brought all the, you know, the... Um, the limos and the suburbans and the whole nine yards to our police department. And uh, so I, I, that part is pretty cool. Did you guys get like frisked by secret service and you know, well, how, how did that whole process? Yeah. yeah. We had to go in the day before with everything that we were going to have that day on site and they had to screen it. So you had to go over there the whole day before and leave the clothes you were going to wear and all the stuff you were going to bring with you. You weren't allowed to bring any, wow. any bags or nothing. It had to be in the day before. And it had to be on site where they could, you know, secure it and make sure it was fine. And then the next day you show up basically with an ID. Yeah. And they give you the kind of, the, the, you know, the, here's the wand. Make sure you ain't carrying anything. And they frisk <laughs> you and then in you go. They said it was the most secure site on the planet. Yeah. That's awesome. I, it, it had to be. No doubt. Yeah. Enough. Excellent. Chris, um, are, you, uh, are you tight with any other uh, artists out there that uh, you keep in touch with that actually is in the fitness like you are? Yeah, actually, uh, Clint Lowry, who plays uh, guitar for Seether, he's the one that got me uh, – he's the one that really motivated me to get my level one. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's awesome. You guys toured yeah. with Seether and a couple other bands, didn't you? Several times, several times. Yeah. And Clint's also the guitarist in Seven Dust, if anybody – if no one oh, knows. Yeah, yeah. Seven oh, Dust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Seven Dust rocks, man. See, yeah. That's, that's, that's my that, – like, I got, I got you guys on my playlist at the gym, you know, and uh, it's, uh, it's kind of funny because uh, – you know, we got a lot, we got, you know, we got our share of younger, younger guys, like our coach, we got a couple coaches that are a little younger. They like to listen to, 
different kinds of music that I'm not really that I kind of mm-hmm. don't really listen to too much. But you know, I'm okay with listening to anything up to a certain extent. But uh, you know, I, I kind of laugh because uh, you know I put I put the rock on, man, and people like it, man. People still love rock and roll, dude. I'm still in there, yep. man. You know, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. But um, we do the we use the Fit Radio. So and every time I try to do Facebook Live, um, it'll yes, it, it'll yes, cut me right. out because even though yeah. it's a mix, right? You know, and how do I know that's a that's a big thing in gyms is you know playing music and uh, the ass cap fees. You know what that is, Chris? The, oh yeah, of course, that's of how you that's how you guys get paid, right? Yep, yeah. one of the ways. One of the ways. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. One of the ways. So I mean, that, you know, gyms deal with that all the time, but. Yeah, you know that's the thing. The young kids, like I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be, I'm 51 now. So you know, I, I, I remember being in the Marines, listening to you guys, and stuff, you know, um, in the in early 2000, you know, 2001, right around there. You guys were like, that's we had a, like one CD and we would play it like 10 times. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. Awesome. But uh, yeah, I forgot what I was talking about now. <laughs> the uh, the the ASCAP and uh, you oh, know yeah. it. I, that's a big thing with the gyms. Do you, uh, I mean, you know, from, from our point of view, it's like, oh, why should we have to pay, pay money to, you know, play music in our, in our place? But, you know, from your point of view as an artist. Do, do you, you actually know, see, do you actually see anything come back from that, Chris? Because I heard, like, they barely give you shit. It's, it's not much, but it's a little bit. And, uh, you yeah. know, they call, they, they call that the, the residual mailbox money. And, uh, yeah. In, or, in order to really benefit from it, you have to have written, uh, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 songs, something like yeah. that, in order to yeah. really see it. But uh, we've written 75 or 78 yeah. songs. So okay. It's, yeah, for us, it's, I mean, it's, it's pennies, on, you know, pennies each time it yeah. gets played. But I guess over the world and how it works, it, it adds up. But I think Facebook, yeah. um, they don't want to double dip. So if, if somebody, you know, does a Facebook Live and there's a song playing in the background, they'll shut that thing down. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You don't yeah. have the rights to it, man. Yeah. And it's got so it's got so temperamental that it could be something that you have the rights to, and they still shut it down. You know, it's you know? funny. I got I got uh, I had a video kicked off of Facebook, and I was it was a video that I put up from rehearsal, <laughs> and uh, they were like, "You don't have the rights to this song." I was like, "All right, fine." Uh, yeah. What do you mean, man? I am. <laughs> this is I my know. song, dude. It is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. Well, it's kind of good. It's protecting the artists. I mean, that's that's cool. You know, I, yeah. So what's your, uh, <clears throat> what's your future plans as far as, uh, you know, fitness uh, related stuff? Are you going to do any kind of competitions or anything? Or are you just kind of like at this point staying in shape? I mean, what's your, no. what's your goals? I'm doing competitions. I'm, I'm doing Wadapalooza right now. I just finished the second workout. Uh, well, oh, I yeah. finished it, did it yesterday and uh, put the, I'm just going to, you know, some people are doing them two or three times trying to get an extra two or three reps. I'm just letting the chips fall where they fall. Yeah, putting them, putting my scores in, and living where I live, and then I'm gonna get better from there. So I'm, so. I'm like super, I'm like super impressed with your, with your attitude, dude, because that is like one of the biggest bitches I have when I coach athletes is, you know, with the open, you know, some of these, some of these athletes will try to hit these workouts like three, four times in in a week, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I was fortunate enough to have a masters female that uh went to the games this past year and uh she trained really smart uh she didn't overdo it she uh she knew what she could get away with and what she couldn't you know and the problem is you know when you're when you're trying to get some of these up-and-coming athletes to a regional level uh boy I'll tell you man it's 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 kind of 
you know, Mike would tell you too, man, it's almost like we don't even really want to deal with it because it just really sucks the life out of the coaches. And it kind of takes away from running our gym and coaching our everyday, you know, general population athletes. Yeah, what we, what we do to alleviate that, Steve, is uh, – and, and, Chris, you might have this in your gym. I don't know if they don't. Um, we do it intramural style, you know, where we'll have everybody sign up for our own intramurals. We'll put them on teams. And uh, then they, they do the – like for the Open, they'll do the workout for the Open all together, like on a Friday, maybe like a Friday Night Lights type of yep. thing. You know, so we take the pressure off of the people that, you know, wouldn't sign up to compete on their own, you know, and then we put them into groups and on teams and they have ways to earn points that don't have anything to do with working out. And it makes it a nice community event. Do you you have anything like that going on at your gym, Chris? Absolutely. They did the same exact thing. They have the teams and they, you know, they'll have five teams. They'll make t-shirts for each team and then they'll be in, they'll be like inter team competitions with right. the gym, like, like most team spirit, craziest socks, that kind of thing. And people yeah. will dress up, go down and they do it Friday night lights. Um, they'll do the workout on Friday will be the wad. The open workout will be the wad. And then of course that night. Yeah. And then come in and do it. somebody, you know, the people that you think are going to do well, they may just, you know, they may make it up or do it on their own with a coach the next day or something like that if they want to redo it. But you, you alleviate that everybody wanting to do it a hundred times. What, right. what, do, what do you think your, your chances are you're going to qualify for Wadapalooza? No, you know, I'm not this time in it. And that's okay. I'm, 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 you know, two and a half years into CrossFit uh, without a real solid athletic background. I think that I've, uh, I think that I'm in a smart place. I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to kill myself for an extra rep. Right. You know what I mean? I I, want to get stronger and I want to do it. I want to see where I live, uh, you know, compared, but I also want to come back the next day and, and, you know, bang out, you know, some snatch and some cleaning jerks and some squats. And I want to continue to get better every day. They, you know? they call that balance. That's smart. Right. Yeah. That's super. Yeah. Are you going to come down to, uh, it, even if you don't qualify, um, are you going to come down to Miami for Wadapalooza? I may, I don't know. It, it depends on my schedule and, uh, and, and my schedule changes from day to day. So that'd be badass if you guys played there. I know. I'd it be. would be. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. We'll call Guido. We're, Steve, we got to call Guido on the phone. See if we can <laughs> get him to get, get these guys yeah. to play there. That would double yeah. his attendance. <laughs> you have anything uh, planned in the future to come down to Florida, Chris? Uh, not right now. We just finished our, uh, we just finished kind of our last touring show this year, and, yeah. uh, which was uh, uh, the Friday night in Frederick, Maryland. Um, we're getting ready to do our last kind of uh, – you know, our last three or four kind of shows, obligated shows for uh, to keep the lights on, if you will, keep our, our employees paid. And uh, we're going to start writing a new record. So awesome. Cool, yeah. Man. Yeah, I was super bummed because when you guys came down to Palm Beach, I had a 40th birthday party I had to go to. And by the time we got out of there, you guys were already done. And I was so pissed, man. I was like, a, I, was, I was pretty mad. I wanted to go come hang out with you guys. But yeah, there'll be another time, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And it was a madhouse, too, man. You know, it's one of those things where I was like, you know what, if he can make it great, but if he can't, I yeah. get it. It was it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So cool, man. Um, I, you know, hey, listen, I can't thank you enough for coming on our show. We'll, uh, you know, really enjoy talking to you. You're, you're definitely an inspiration. And I hope a lot of other band members, a lot of other artists can kind of see what you're doing and maybe uh, try to make uh, better choices for you know the future of their their the longevity of their health and and wellness because you know 
it's it's a good time. It's a party, but the bottom line is it'll it'll come back and haunt you. You know, you see yeah. some of these some of these guys that are dropping dead in their early forties and thirties, yeah. late thirties. It's, it's really rough. sad. It's really sad. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, and that and that was one of the reasons why I wanted you to, to come on and and talk about it because uh, it's it's really cool. Like listening to your story and just getting to know you. It's been an honor, and you know, I appreciate everything you do and all the support that you give to you know, the military and, and uh, law enforcement and all that stuff. I mean, that's, that's really, I mean, I can't thank you enough, Chris. Well, you're welcome. And hey, we know they're not doing it for the money. You know, it, it, they're doing it for the love of the job and the love of country. And, and they have yeah. to be supported. They have to be supported. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys, Chris, you have the Better Life Foundation that you're involved with. Can you tell us uh, and the listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a foundation we started uh, 14 years ago. Um, so dollar in, dollar out foundation. We control every penny that comes in and every penny that comes out. We have, uh, we have a cell phone. That's the only thing we pay for. Everything else is given by volunteers. Yeah, give it an illusion. No, we no. got you. It's okay. Yep. So we, it's all volunteers and you get all the money that comes in. You go out. Who does the goes money right go? out. Yeah, who uh, are all supporting? Well, this year uh, we're, we're being sponsored by Killcliffe, so a lot of money is going to the Navy SEAL Foundation. Yeah, awesome. those, guys are, those guys have been big supporters of us, and we love their product. And uh, um, they're really cool. And uh, we give to a lot of children's charities, a lot of children's hospitals in the Nashville area. One of the things that we love to do is we build these cars. They're called Dream Racers, and they look like NASCARs, but they're really hospital beds. Oh, and man. <laughs> when children are getting chemotherapy, they're, they're basically sitting in a car with a steering wheel and there's a big screen TV for the windshield. Yeah. And they play video games for, you know, three hours while they're getting chemo. Wow. And uh, they make them that look like NASCARs. They make them that look like, you know, uh, chariots and, you know, like stagecoaches for girls. It's really cool. And we buy a lot of those. That's awesome. Yeah, unfortunately, I had to. Uh, I had an aunt that uh, went through that. She had leukemia when she was uh, like 16, 17 years old, and you know, that was that was a long time ago. I mean, that was that was rough. But I remember going because I lived in Jersey at the time. I remember we used to go down to Philadelphia Children's Hospital and see her, and she was going through chemo, and mm. that's a rough time, man. That's a, rough a bad time deal. Through that stuff. So yeah, and it got you guys being in the position that you're in, able to help with that and organize that. That's pretty awesome. What are you guys, uh, where are you going to be next with the band? And tell us how uh, we could find you and your band on social media, Chris. Um, the next show is uh, October 6th in Gulfport, Mississippi. We're doing the Gulfport Music Festival. Um, you can find our band on social media uh, at Three Doors Down. And uh, anybody in the band would be, you know, at first name, Three Doors Down. Like I'm at Chris, Three Doors Down on Instagram and Twitter and, uh, and Facebook, all that good stuff. So. Yeah, all the all the ladies that hear this are going to be hitting you up. I'm sure. Hit them. Hit me up. Hit me up, my lady. My lady will kill them. <laughs> hey, you don't want to miss Jessica. Yeah, you don't want to mess with her. Don't uh, mess with Jessica, bro. She can actually she can actually lift more than Chris. <laughs> She's and and she does it with perfect technique. Yeah. yeah. Women are, uh, women are very coachable. They, they are, and they get good at it too. Well, good I really stuff, appreciate man. talking to you. It was real nice, man. And uh, thanks, man. Podcast and. We'll have to get you back on again. Uh, let, me, let me know. I'd love to. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. We'll keep in touch, Chris, and keep on rocking, man. Keep doing what you're doing because you look great, and uh, I'm seeing how great you're doing, and uh, your improvements have been amazing for, for the amount of time you've been doing CrossFit and weightlifting, man. You've come a long way. I'm glad that uh, you're coachable and that you listen to the instructions that these guys are giving to you because it's paying off. 
Well, I appreciate it, man. And I appreciate everything you've, you've ever taught me. I really, really do. My pleasure, man. All right, guys, we're going to sign off and uh, we'll get this out as soon as we can. Take care, buddy. All right, guys. Thanks, Chris. Yes, sir. Thank you.